Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 6. Tegan, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing pretty good. I finally got some sunshine. I actually grilled out a little bit this weekend, so enjoy life in Michigan. Yeah, uh, for us up here uh, in kind of the Midwest, we definitely had that welcomed turn of the weather, so uh, absolutely. Well, everyone, uh, welcome to today's uh, episode. We've got a good one, uh, a long-awaited update to the Starships of the Galaxy rules uh, in a little bit. We're going to have Rick Fisto from the Star Wars 5e Discord join us to go over this new rule set and tell you, you know, all about that. Uh, but first, a few announcements and things on our end. Uh, of course, uh, first, thank you to all of our listeners, followers, and subscribers. I appreciate it very much. Be sure to check us out. DungeonJediMasters.com for all of our content, uh, including our Patreon, if you want to help support uh, this podcast and other things that we put out there. Uh, we do have one new Patreon member that we'd love to give a shout out to. So Nino Fox, thank you so much for your support and to all of our other Patreons. And speaking of the Patreons, uh, we have our mid-month freebie, something we like to give out as well. Uh, and this one's going to be a fun one, uh, some arena fight rules. Tegan, if you want to tell us about that, I know that's something you kind of worked up. Definitely. Uh, so I love tournament fights for campaigns. It's kind of, a, uh, if it fits the campaign, my hundred campaigns probably not going to do one. It just doesn't fit the theme of the campaign. But if it fits your campaign, it could be a fun way just to have some cool fights that don't really have to, you don't have to worry about wiping your party. Uh, and I wanted to kind of give a good way to kind of get the crowd's engagement going and uh, really kind of show how the crowd can help swing a game. Uh, so I've made up some rules that will help do that. Uh, so you'll be able to see, uh, this will be posted, I think by the time this podcast goes live. Uh, so you'll be able to pull those up. Uh, they're easy, pretty quick to run. Uh, and this has some good different ways to reward good RP during uh, the tournament fighting. So there's different ways that uh, if your players like give up a bonus action and do some type of flourish, as I put in there, uh, like either like do an acrobatics check as they kind of go in to uh, take their shot or just something kind of cool just to really give a cool flavor to the combat and the RP. Uh, they can kind of move forward. There's a little tracker that's on there uh, that just kind of shows the crowd's favor. Uh, and the team gets more bonuses the further along that tracker they go, uh, while the opposite the team gets more penalties uh, and vice versa too. Uh, so this can just be a really fun way just to really show just like how that can go in a tournament. Just can keep your players engaged and hopefully, especially if you're looking to get more flavorful combat RP, it can be a good way to do so. Uh, I actually just ran, I didn't run it with my Star Wars one, but I ran it with one of my D&D tables uh, and it was a blast and just got some really good engagement from it. Yeah, I know um, we ran, you ran it for us in... Um one of our older campaigns and uh, I, I know I know you've mentioned that the rules have changed since then but even then uh, I think some of the concept have stayed along and it was that was a lot of fun you know allowing the you know as the players to go as you mentioned those flourishes and things uh, definitely very cool so hopefully to those out there uh, this will be a freebie you guys can grab that it'll be on our patreon but uh, for free you can access and then throw that into your own campaign and let us know how it goes all right I uh, 
other than that, I think that's most everything on our end. Uh, there is one uh, new Guardian archetype for the Star Wars 5e system, uh, the Akinos form. Pretty interesting uh, archetype here. Tegan, if you want to mention that as well. Definitely. So this is a cool form. This is like the, if you want to do a little bit of everything form, I feel like. Uh, so it's a guardian form. So it just gives you that uh, lightsaber style at the same time. Uh, before I go into the form, I'll give a little bit on the lightsaber style because this is something you can pick up um, without being the guardian class. If you picked up form fighting or however you'd get that lightsaber. Uh, basically, uh, with uh, the Kinos form, uh, you're able to use uh, part of your bonus action if you adopt uh, the form. If you cast a level attack power, uh, first level or higher, but it has to be half of your max power, uh, your max power level rounded up. Uh, so just make sure it kind of fits in with those guidelines. You can make a one melee weapon attack. Uh, so it's kind of a good one, especially if you're going to be using your action to cast a power. This is one of those ones where you don't have to worry about missing out on your main attack. Uh, so especially if you wanted to kind of be one of those guardians who still use like uh, the at-will powers, like uh, I'm blanking on a good one for a kind of a melee attack. But if somehow you use combustive shot, uh, you could be able to still make a follow-up melee attack on it as well. Uh, so definitely a cool one to make sure you can kind of make get the most out of your action economy uh, with the lightsaber form. Uh, outside of that, uh, they get access to tech casting with uh, this Guardian form. Uh, so makes sense there. It's going to flow together at level three. You're going to get access to two tech powers, and it goes up, and you learn more uh, as you progress within the form. So it gives you some good options there because you'll have the force powers from being a Guardian. You also have some tech powers. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is a little way to do a bit of everything uh, on that side. So just really get some good versatile powers and uh, just have a little bit of a tool for every uh, situation. Uh, outside of that, too, at level three, you get the Astrotech implements, uh, as well as proficiency in the technology skill. Uh, so it gives you a little bit of uh, versatility there as well, especially with being a guardian. You're going to want uh, some of those more intellectual pursuits, which will give you that with the bonus proficiencies. Uh, but like the biggest thing with this form, and this is one I've, I've said it's a little stacked, it definitely has some good options with it. Uh, you get the droid companion uh, at level three as well. Uh, so this is a companion class too. So you get to build your own little droid uh, that can kind of come along and assist you. So this can be a cool way if you like the kind of Luke and R2's flavor, you can do that and build your own little astromech or type of droid helper and just really kind of line that up with uh, your play style. Yeah, it definitely sounds uh, like a lot there, um, especially, a, you know, an iconic duo like that with Luke and R2, as you mentioned. So uh, one to check out that is uh, available on uh, the Reddit and uh, you can find that in the Discord new releases as well until that uh, eventually I'm sure we'll make it onto the website. So, all right. Uh, so I think we're about ready to hop into our interview here uh, with Rick about the new Starship rules. And uh, I saved this announcement until uh, right now purposely, uh, just as it leads into that. But uh, one other thing for us uh, on our end is a, we teased this, uh, teased this last time, but our one shot. Uh, so we're changing the date. We're just going back one day. So this will be a one shot Wednesday, but we're going to do a specific one shot all around these new rules, uh, all Starship based. We're really going to try and show it off uh, and, and show you what it can do. So that's going to be March 31st, uh, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And that will be on uh, my Twitch channel, Todd Moonbounce, where we show all of our uh, actual plays and whatnot. So uh, we'll definitely announce that uh, leading up to it. 
and uh, would love to have you all there. I know Tegan, you'll be there. Rick's going to be there, um, and a few others from the council and whatnot that have also, you know, helped uh, develop this new rule set. And uh, speaking of that as well, uh, that should be out live uh, day of this podcast as well, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be cool to see uh, both uh, the game in action and kind of those new rules. Uh, haven't done much starships yet for Hunted, but uh, definitely looking into it with those new rules. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, speaking of, let's go ahead. Uh, we're going to jump in here with the interview with Rick and uh, learn all about that. All right. Uh, so we have Rick Fisto with us to go over the uh, latest update to the Starships of the Galaxy rule set. Rick, how are you doing today? I'm great, Todd. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's always good to uh, have our fellow uh, Star Wars 5e members on here. And uh, we've got a big one today. You know, this is, I think, a long-awaited update to this rule set. So, uh, you know, I'd say well, let's just get right into it. If you want to start with kind of a high-level uh, intro to the new rule set and and uh, what should our, our players and DMs expect? Sure. Well, uh, I think what prompted the idea of this overhaul was a sense among some players that um, there was a high level of complexity, a lack of sort of player choice space in, in the game, and a sort of a lack of dynamism or... Um, uh, of strategic choice during an encounter. Um, so we wanted to overhaul the rules to try and take care of those concerns. So, um, you know, from a broad, broad overview perspective in terms of decreasing complexity, um, a main focus was to try and align these new rules to be more like the base Star Wars rules, uh, SW5E rules. So. Uh, even even where absolute complexity has gone up, I think the complexity load on the players will be lowered because it's more in line with the SW5B base game. Um, and we've tried to add m more options for players making choice even early on in the game um, at low levels. And uh, we've tried to tweak the rules so that every encounter can involve interesting strategic choices uh, like in the base game without very clever GM being necessary, although always encouraged. Nice. nice. Uh, something one of my players mentioned earlier uh, with the old system that there just wasn't as much kind of flexibility or just it was a little, it was both complex and kind of restrictive at the same time. Uh, so I'm definitely glad to hear that you guys were able to right. kind of tackle that issue. Yeah, there was a lot of repetitiveness in some of the deployments, uh, you know, things like that. So speaking of, uh, if that's maybe the... Uh, first uh, step to go look at here uh, is those deployments. What uh, roles? I know. I believe there's a sixth. There's six total deployments, and uh, they've had quite an overhaul. Yeah, that's true. So, <clears throat> starting with the the number of deployments, um, we have basically all the same original deployments, um, but there's uh, sort of been a split between the original uh, mechanic type to uh, to have both a mechanic who controls sort of energy of the ship and power, and then the technician um, who coordinates defenses of the ship, uh, including shield projectors, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, in addition, a, a big a big change is now, although, although players will choose deployments and gain ranks 
in deployments, uh, you're never restricted to uh, being sort of a quote unquote deployed operator or deployed technician. You're just a player on the ship doing your thing and you might be better at those skills that an operator or a coordinator or a gunner might be good at, but uh, an operator can always grab a gun and go to it um, from their station. Uh, so there's no longer deployed positions with the exception of a pilot, um, since there are only certain things a pilot can do. And then in terms of specific changes to the deployments, as you're gaining different ranks, uh, as we mentioned, one of the perceived problems with the old rule set was a lack of interesting choices to make on a turn-by-turn -turn basis, because a lot of the options to characters weren't really available from their classes or whatnot. And so one of the ways to address that was giving every deployment at first rank a selection of essentially maneuvers from the base game. Um, and these maneuvers are uh, powered by power dice, which we can get into later, but uh, they give extra options for things usually on a bonus action or a reaction, but sometimes on actions as well. Uh, just to give characters some other things to do in addition to the expanded list of base actions that we can also get into later. Nice. Uh, touching on what you said about, you know, players and tied to a deployment, they can do multiple things. Is there a, a big relation between a player and their abilities and, and ability scores and things and their skills and then the deployments, or is that a little bit more loose? Yeah, so that's that goes along with a, a little bit of a of a change here to how ships are built. Um, and so ships now are built using all six ability scores rather than just strength, dexterity, constitution. And um, the ship has uh, skills uh, like a player has skills and bonuses to make skill checks or saving throws, etc., are based off of the ship's attributes. Uh, but the player's proficiency bonuses will be added to those roles uh, or stats, uh, as long as the ship is proficiently equipped for that task. So uh, in the base game, if you have a proficiency in something, you can add your proficiency bonus. In the Starships game, if your ship is proficiently equipped for something, a player can add their proficiency bonus to that thing. Um, so it's a way of sort of meshing the abilities of the ship and the abilities of the players. Nice. Yeah, I think that'll be you know a good way to tie the players in more, give them a little more you know agency over over running the starship and whatnot. Um, one other question I have on deployments, and we can move on unless you have anything else. I uh, I would think, and generally in in my games, I think that you'll often see a medium size uh, starship, you know, your Millennium Falcon for the uh, good old example. Uh, so a, a ship of that size and then a crew, uh, four to six players that are manning that. Is is it ideal that you have six players to fill all the deployments or are they built well enough that, you know, you could survive with only three players and you're still going to get, you know, good mileage out of that? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. We definitely tried to run the rules so that you could play with any number of players in a medium ship if that's the way your crew goes. Um, 
part of making sure that was an option is to make sure that there are enough base actions that anyone can take at any time, regardless of what their ranks are in, and uh, allowing anybody to take a boost action type of thing rather than just mechanic. Um, and we also tried to write the rules to make it as at least as interesting to be a group that is uh, composed of a squadron of individual pilots and small ships as compared to a crew that mans a medium or maybe a large ship. So uh, hopefully it enables both of those uh, role-playing styles. That's good to hear, especially as it's one of the things, uh, even when I've run the Starships things, I've given players the options to kind of go off on their own uh, and take the small ships. I'm hoping with the new rules that may give people a little more confidence to kind of break out and kind of do their own small snub fighters and kind of make a little squadron. So I, I think that would be a cool piece there. Uh, and one thing I wanted to call out, too, uh, you guys did a great job, and uh, this will be one of the ones for the players when you guys get a chance to check out the new rules. Uh, the coordinator, you guys did a really cool job refitting that. Uh, this gives a lot more options versus just always having to do the help action. So you guys knocked out of the park with that one. Thank you, Tegan. I appreciate that. Especially since I was delayed. I was supposed to help out of that one, but I got a little <laughs> busy. And uh, so uh, you guys did well despite me in that one, despite yeah, you know, this might be this might be a good time to just uh, before we forget to call out all the people that have contributed to this project. Um, you know, I might have been the one to sort of one to start this project to to revamp it, but there's been lots of input from everybody. I mean, in particular, uh, Drake and uh, Storm Chaser, uh, who wrote the original rules, uh, had a lot of input on this, and we've also had feedback from other people on the Discord, um, Jawa, Aziz. Uh, along with uh, basically all the counselors and masters. So uh, it's a big, big group project. This is, uh, uh, it's been fun doing it. And uh, uh, this is not uh, the Phantom Menace where we went with the first draft and only one person was in charge. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thanks for everything, guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, lots of good input there. As as we all know, you know, all of us that are part of this project, uh, you know, the community input's definitely uh, very valuable. And and, uh, you know, I think, you know, this is kind of, as we said before, we jumped on the in the recording that, you know, we're probably at, you guys are probably at the beta stage for this uh, to present this out and, uh, you know, then, you know, send it to the wolves and, and see, uh, you know, hopefully we can get some play testing out of it uh, that, you know, really, really helps it, uh, you know, see what uh, definitely works very well and see what might need some tweaking. So, yeah, that's absolutely right. We've done a, a little bit of play testing, um, but absolutely we want feedback. Um, and, and this is an iterative process. So, uh, give us your feedback guys. Awesome. All right. Uh, so if nothing else on deployments, you know, probably starships, that's, that's the big part of this rule set. So tell us what's different about that, uh, for this. Yeah. So we've touched briefly on ability scores, um, which is the big thing. Um, and on, on some, some maybe smaller points, um, uh, hull, hull points and shield points have been bifurcated a little bit more strongly in this build and are tracked differently. So you have hull dice and shield dice. Um, shield dice are going to be used as your shields regen during a turn instead of it being uh, a freebie that's uh, always automatic. Uh, and so as you consume shield dice to regen your shields during an engagement, um, you'll you'll eventually run out and uh, the short rest equivalent here, which is called recharge, 
um, is a time when you get your shield dice back. Um, and and your, your shields are still modified by your ship's strength score, and your hull points are still modified by your ship's constitution score. So those things have remained the same. Um, additionally, uh, we, we had, uh, I believe, three rolls in most or all of the different ship sizes. Um, and so those have been expanded out to six different roles for each size. And uh, starting off, they have ability score adjustments uh, when you're just starting off at rank, you know, at, at tier zero. Um, and just cut in with, with what you mean there when you say roles. Like I think on the medium, it was like freighter, gunship, or transport or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So now we okay. have, uh, for example, on the medium ship, um, the roles are courier, freighter, gunboat, missile boat, navigator, and yacht. And so each of those specialize in one of the ability scores. Um, and then as you go along and tear up your ship, uh, those come in uh, in other choices. Um, so at uh, second tier, again, you can choose between one of those six and get a special uh, ability at roll two. And, or sorry, at, at rank at tier two, and um, again at tier four for a role mastery. Nice, yeah, a little bit of ship multiclassing, eh? Yeah, exactly. Kind of cool having more options there, especially tied into the ability scores too. I think that'll give players a little bit more incentive to actually kind of think about how their ship's designed and just kind of give them a little bit more RP into it as they kind of progress with their different builds and things for it too. That's right, and um, you know, I didn't say it explicitly, um, but. Now that ships have uh, six ability scores, um, different from the previous rules is uh, ability score generation being just like the base game. So uh, you take uh, the standard uh, array for ability scores, or alternatively, you can uh, roll or do point by. So nice, very cool. Um, you know, anything else with starships? Otherwise, maybe touch on. You know, any any changes to modifications and things or, or how, you know, I, I'm sure lots of players want to build a starship. What's, uh, you know, what's that look like? Yeah, so that, that is a little bit different. So there were some concerns about uh, in building, especially lower ships, the previous rules were maybe needlessly restrictive on how they were built. Um, so the maximum modifications slot and the maximum suite modification slots have been altered a bit. So there are still base modification capacities by ship size, and those are broken out in a table now. Um, but that can be exceeded uh, if you succeed in a installation uh, DC check. Um, and now the different uh, what was what were previously tiered modifications uh, are sort of unlocked from having tier restrictions. They now all have grades of modifications, and certain grades are harder to install than others, but they're not impossible to install. Um, so that process has been uh, changed a bit, uh, and that's all detailed in the modifications chapter. Uh, other than that, the uh, I just like to point out some some modifications that we added that I'm excited about because they weren't in existence before. Uh, we've added things like S foils, 
uh, slam and advanced slam, some other things that are, you know, exciting to add from lore into the game. So nice. Well, what's one of your favorite new modifications you guys have brought in? <laughs> uh, well, I, there's a, there are a series of modifications in the engineering systems that mimic some tech powers uh, that you can essentially give your ship. So there are, for example, carbonite launchers, Mark 1 through 5, that give your ship increasing abilities with uh, a carbonite-type tech power. Um, so it's a way to you know, add some interesting play styles to different ships. So uh, beyond the mods and equipment, things like that, uh, you know, I think uh, next part, you know, is is hopping into these starships and and uh, you know going about it. Um, what does adventuring and and then lead into combat as well look like with the new rule set? Yeah. So uh, with adventuring, maybe the first part to start with are the different ability scores. And so, as I mentioned before, uh, there are skills associated with your ship now that are analogous uh, to skills that your characters have in the base game. Uh, so, for example, skills that that depend on strength are ram and boost. And so your ship can be more or less good at those two things, depending on your strength score and depending on how proficiently or expertly equipped they are for those skills. Um, in dexterity, you have skills like hide and maneuvering. Um, with regard to constitution, you have a patch skill, which uh, determines how well your ship can heal with the tall dice uh, regulation. Um, and then intelligence, wisdom, and charisma have their own set of skills. Uh, intelligence, astrogation, data usage, probing, which is a lot like investigation in the ba base game. Uh, your scan check is a lot like perception in the base game and charisma has has their own analogous skills as well and the the other large changes and expansion of the actions available to you um regardless of what uh ranks you may have in different deployments and so uh, you know steve is taking a gloss over these rules uh before they're released so some of the names might have changed and some of the details might change before it's been released from when we record this but um, in addition to sort of your base attack action, there are some extra options for a pilot, including an attack run, which is analogous to a charge type attack in a base game. And there are three different types of boost actions you, your players can take, boost engines, boost shields, and boost weapons. Uh, and that gives you the opportunity to... Um, you know, do one of those three things depending on what uh, encounter your ship is currently under. Um, you can always take the cast of power action um, like they are now. The dash and disengage actions have been changed a little bit to reflect the potential of a total party kill scenario being very possible in, when you're all cooped up in a single starship. Um, but because these actions are made more powerful, when you dash or disengage, you, for one action, uh, can dash or disengage for the whole party. They also have corresponding detriments. Um, so, for example, when your ship is dashing, other attacks 
attack rolls made by your ship will suffer from disadvantage during that turn. Um, so if you need to get out of dodge, you have that option, but it comes with some penalties. Um, there's also uh, a dogfight and harass action that pilots can take, um, which allow the pilot to either uh, harass would be to locking an enemy down in a series of close combat maneuvers in order to prevent their escape. Um, and the dogfight action allows you to, uh, it's sort of like a soft evade where you get the evade benefits, but only against a single enemy, and it leaves you more exposed to other enemies. So it gives you more options on how to handle different situations. Um, there's also the normal hide skill. Uh, we know about interfere from the previous rules. Um, Patching and regenerating shields are now options. So uh, whether you're a mechanic or not, you can help uh, heal up your ship um, and use an object, search, ready, ram. Those are actions we're familiar with from previous iterations. Awesome. Yeah, sounds uh, like a lot there and a lot of good adjustments. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask about is uh, movement. You kind of talked about evades and, and stuff like that. Uh, any any big changes to the movement aspect, or how, what's that look like? Uh, no large changes there. The the equations for your speed and turning, I I believe both, at least one, if not both, have been tweaked. We've been through so many iterations of the rules that sometimes I forget uh, quite where we started and where we landed. But uh, I believe the the speed equation has been tweaked slightly. Nice. Uh, and with those, is it kind of with the new tweak is a little bit, I haven't checked this out myself yet. Uh, is it a little bit simplified? I know sometimes for the players, that's one of the questions they usually had or about the system. Yeah, um, I don't know if you would consider it uh, simplified or not, but right now uh, the we can go over briefly. The flying speed is now 300 uh, plus uh, 50 times your strength modifier minus your constitution modifier. So basically how powerful is your ship minus how heavy is your ship, multiply that by 50 and add it to 300 and that's your flying speed uh, with a minimum of 50. Um, and then your turning speed has, I believe, also been altered. So right now there's a turning speed that is uh, based off of your constitution modifier and your dexterity modifier. So basically, how heavy is your ship minus how dexterous is your ship. Okay, you multiply that by 50 and you add that to a base turning speed and your base turning speed is dependent on your size. And so there's a little table for the different ship sizes nice yeah definitely uh all sounds pretty good uh you know excited to definitely dive into this and and uh, see what it all has to offer starships obviously are such a massive part of star wars so you know it's a rule set like this that uh the game definitely needs um trying to think if there's anything else uh, anything else rick that uh, you would touch on I, I think we had a good a good overview otherwise though yeah, if you don't mind, let's talk briefly about ventures. Uh, they haven't really changed much, um, but we have added some new options. And in particular, there's a few uh, new series of ventures that build on each other. Um, one of them is geared towards players that want to take on multiple roles. And so these sort of culminate in uh, the, the fifth rank 
jack of all roles venture and these allow you to uh, switch out a number of maneuvers you know uh, from other deployments so it gives you the ability to be good at all different types of roles and uh, you know like it says be a jack of all roles uh, additionally we have uh, a series of space casting ventures that allow players to access their tech or force powers in a way that's effective in ship combat if that's the route you want to go and so as as they build rank upon rank you gain um, additional range size and uh, damage power as you gain in these space casting ventures and then finally there is a series of sort of multitasking ventures that allow you to gain the ability to have uh, more actions that you can take with your ship and these might be good for everybody but they were built in particular with an eye towards helping people who want to be starfighter pilots and so a single starfighter pilot who doesn't have really anybody in the ship with him can do several things uh, so it starts off with just giving you maybe a reaction or a bonus action as you rank up but culminates at fifth rank to giving you an entire second action you can take um, so i think those are some interesting options to help players do different things um, and there's also a few in there that allow uh, for example tech players to access some of their uh, their equivalents of their at-will powers as gunners, um, allowing you to take um, sort of like the, the storming shot type of, of damage in space. Nice. Yeah, sounds like lots of good, you know, further customization to, you know, how the players are involved in, uh, you know, in running that starship, whether it's, as you said, single starfighter or part of group. So great. Um, I know you've mentioned this a couple times, the power dice, and that's one of the new mechanics of uh, how things work. Uh, so, you know, maybe a good thing to kind of uh, end on here before a wrap up. Tell us about uh, that system. Sure. Yeah. So the, the rules for this are going to be uh, right next to the armor and shields in the equipment section. And the idea here is that the inspiration was to try and come up with a sort of a mini game resource management side to the rule set to allow for uh, interesting cost benefit choices during uh, during your turns. And so the general idea is that every ship comes with a reactor and a power coupling system, uh, sort of analogous to the hull types and the shield types. Um, you can choose from a fuel cell reactor, an ionization reactor, or a power core reactor. And like the different types of shields or hulls, they each have their own benefits. Some recharge your power dice faster, some slower, but at different costs. Uh, similarly, these power dice that are generated by your reactors uh, have to go to your systems. And so they do this through the power coupling system that your ship has. You either have a direct power coupling, which has sort of a central storage of these power dice that anyone can access, or a distributed power coupling where the power dice get distributed to individual systems. So as a whole, 
the system holds more powered dice, but at each system, which is accessed by the different players for what they're trying to do with their maneuvers, uh, there are less at each system. So there's that trade-off. And then there's a hub and spoke coupling, which gives you, you know, a, sort of a, a little bit of both scenario. And the general idea is that like maneuvers, your reactors uh, give you these power dice. And as your ship tears up, the power dice starts at a D4 at tiers zero and one and scale up to a D12 by tier five. And when you use a maneuver, you use one of these die from your pool. And this pool is sh a shared resource amongst the crew. And so you need to plan out your turns. You need to uh, figure out what your uh, what your teammates are going to be doing and when it makes sense for you to use this feature and when it makes sense for one of them to use this feature. And uh, this actually brings up uh, one of the other combat changes, uh, which is, I believe, an alternate rule for base game, but will be standard for starships, which is a group initiative. So everyone will be rolling and the group will have a of a have a a single initiative that I, if I remember correctly, is based off of whoever rolls lowest. Uh, and then you'll be taking your individual turns in whatever order you choose on your ship's turn. And so it's important to make sure you order that correctly so you don't run out of different resources. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was. I was going to ask that when you were kind of getting getting right before you got to that point. That's. Uh, I think it was kind of a variant for starships. In the old set is something I know I always use was that group turn because, you know, yeah, on a starship, you want that coordinated effort and it's definitely inappropriate. You know, really, I think like even in the ground game, it, there could be probably more coordination amongst groups, but uh, starships are definitely very appropriate for that. Yeah, exactly. I think the power dice mechanics too will hopefully encourage some more of that actual like kind of tactical tactical planning uh, as groups are going through with that. So it'd be kind of fun to see that in actual play go through. Yeah, and 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 as always with all of these these new rules, uh, feedback is welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, anything else, Rick, that you'd want to add uh, about this? I know we've said a couple times. Uh, you know, so these rules should be out uh, with this podcast uh, here on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, anything else uh, you want to touch on? Uh, no, just want to again thank everyone who's worked on this. Uh, thanks for having me on the show again, and uh, look forward to our uh, one shot to to showcase some of these rules. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, again, mentioning that. Uh, so yeah, Rick will be there. Uh, Tegan, you'll be in that. I will be facilitating. Uh, definitely deferring to some of our players like yourself, Rick, to uh, you know help us through the rules. But uh, looking forward to that. We'll be doing a one shot uh, again to just show these off. So uh, should be a good time. Uh, and and always, yes. Thank you for uh, being on here with us as well. Thanks. Definitely. Thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward to the one shot. I don't know if we figured out roles or something yet, but I've already got a couple ideas in my head. Yeah, we'll have to coordinate. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you again soon, Rick. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Tegan. All righty. So excellent, as always, to have uh, Rick on the podcast. 
and uh, lots of exciting things there with the new Starship rule set. Looking forward to diving into those. And of course, as he said, as those come out, uh, everyone out there, please dive into those as well and you know give us some feedback, give the guys some feedback that worked on this uh, just so we can you know make those tweaks and, and uh, make it even better than it already is. So uh, with that though, uh, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks again as always to all of our followers, listeners, and subscribers. Check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com. Uh, we'll see you for the one shot uh, on end of the month, Wednesday the 31st. And otherwise, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs>